My name is Hugh Taft Morales, and Janine Kogan, my co-director, and I are grateful for this opportunity to direct the COAMAT program. It's beginning this year. It was renamed uh, COAMAT in honor of Matthew Wayman, a well-loved member of the first graduating class of the Coming of Age program here at the Washington Ethical Society. Matt died due to a bad decision a friend of his made in 1998 to drive too fast on East West Highway. To honor Matt and to keep alive his spirit, the program is now called COAMAT. I want to thank a couple of people today. I want to begin with Susan Bujak. And Susan, can you just come up here for a second? After one year of running a program that is so full of emotion and energy, uh, I cannot imagine what Susan did for the 10 years she ran this program. So I want to give her a hug and thank her for what she's done for this program. Her sweat is all over this program. Her blood pumps through its life, I'll tell you right now. Thank you, Susan. I also want to thank Todd and Lynn Wayman for channeling their grief into this program and to bring light out of darkness, and to Don Montagna for the vision to help set this program on its course. I also want to thank Marty Kaufman. Marty, would you stand up, who has been a, uh, a centerpiece to this program for many, many years. I also want to thank the uh, West staff. It's, the COMAP program is now officially part of the Sunday school program, uh, the religious education program. So I want to thank Peggy Gates, the religious education director, Amanda Poppy, Mary Herman, Kristen Parcelli, Mark Sorden, and, and Senior Balthazar for all that they've done to help this program. And the green team for helping keeping us without plastic wear today. Uh, thank them as well. The musicians, the Rothman Family Band, and Susan Alexander. <laughs> Su and Su Susan Alexander playing the piano. Thank you, Susan. Another Comat graduate, Mom. And finally, I want to thank the dozens and dozens and dozens of volunteers who have helped COMAT this year and in the past. And in particular, for me, I want to thank Kristen Hunter, who's not only doing music today, but spent, uh, oh, I don't know, 300 miles driving with me to find another InterQuest site and was at a number of retreats. So Kristen, and if anybody who has volunteered this year for the COMAT program, could you please stand up right now and receive some applause? The mission of the COMAT program is to help young teens grow from children to joyful and responsible young adults. Having lost many of the traditional coming-of-age programs in our society, uh, we don't always in our culture handle this transition very gracefully. Teenagers are scary, dangerous people in a lot of cultural images. It's important to remember at times of this transition that we really do give birth to teenagers. They become remarkably different people at this point in their lives. And our culture, with its corporate market approach, simply trying to manipulate young teens and to convince them of certain values, we here in the Ethical Society and COMAT try to emphasize that this is not the teen time for teens to have less relationship with adults, but it's time for them to have deeper and more meaningful relationships with mentors and adults. And that's one of the strengths of this program, especially in this culture. 
Over the course of a year, we get together twice a year. We go on about four different retreats over weekends. And we hope that these events help teens grow in five different ways. First, we hope it helps them with personal discovery, finding out who they are. If you take a look at their uh, masks and boards outside that they created, uh, they reflect some of their own new inner thoughts about themselves. We use conversation, reflection, uh, personality indicators, and creative projects to help them reach deeper into themselves. We also focus a great deal on relationships. We teach relationship building skills with each other, with the teens and the mentors, and with others outside of their families. Third, we hope teens grow in communication skills and agreement making. We spend a lot of time helping parents and teens work how to come up with healthy agreements rather than getting into unproductive conflicts. Fourth, we hope teens grow in a sense of resilience. I think you are all remarkably more resilient now. Every day it seems like you guys get stronger and stronger. Whether it's jumping off of a telephone pole, public speaking, etc., you're really so much more ready to approach adulthood with strength and character. And finally, celebration. We hope all of the teens and the parents are reminded of the importance of celebration. It's why we're here today and it's why Life is worth living. Uh, so I want to give all the families and the teens a round of applause in celebration for you. I invite all and any of you who want to be involved in the COMAT program to see me as volunteers, mentors in the future. The highlight of today's program, of course, will be the words of the teens themselves. So you'll see yourself what remarkable individuals they are. Thank you very much. I'm going to start now with our first teen. And I want to invite us to hold our applause and really allow the teen's words to wash over us as they come forward and each share. So Emma, I think, is starting. Hello. Um, so we were supposed to say first what we appreciate about our families, which is not really hard, because my family's really cool. And um, I guess the most obvious is, thanks, Mom and Dad. I'm a real person and alive. <laughs> so thanks for that. And thanks to my oldest brother, Zach, for being patient with me when he teaches me things that I don't grasp the fastest and respecting me even though I'm so much younger than he is. And my sister, Sadie, for um, loving me like a sister can and not like no one really else can. And my brother, Michael, for being a very, very good friend to me. And um, I like to appreciate my dad because no matter what I do, if it's like small or not small, he's always really proud, which is pretty reassuring. But sometimes my dad's pride can be scary. I was pretty anxious before the ropes course because I thought maybe he would have more faith in my ability than I did and then he would want me to do things that I didn't think I could do. But when I was climbing up a telephone pole, I didn't hear go faster or go 
farther, I heard, I love you and I'm so proud and you're doing great. And from this experience, it, I mean, from this experience, it was, I learned that I can't put myself in a place where my happiness depends on someone else's approval. And of my mom, I appreciate how well she understands me and how much I can talk to her. And on the gender weekends, we were, weekend, we were supposed to say what we feared about our relationships with our mothers. And I said that I thought maybe our friendship relationship would overshadow our mother-daughter relationship. During one of the tissue breaks, which there were a lot of, because we had like 14 women and a baby. And um, she assured me that she would always take care of me. And because when someone loves you for so long, it's really hard not to take care of them. Um, but mostly what I learned is not, what, I didn't learn it in the meetings or during the activities, but afterwards, when I really had time to reflect on what we talked about and think about how that really applies to real life. And basically I learned that it's all about accepting people for who they are and making them the best person that they are and making yourself the best person that you are by doing so. Ethical culture. <laughs> and it applies to people at school who maybe you've heard rumors about but you decide to get to know anyway because everyone deserves a chance to be respected and accepted. Or a parent who you thought was just a grown-up who had authority over you, and realizing that they're pretty cool. So, the end. Okay, so, hello everyone. Does anyone know any good jokes? Because I usually need to start them off with one because it's kind of hard to start out serious. Um, so uh, the Coleman program has given me a lot more respect for my parents and appreciation. So one of the things is that I'm not that efficient. Like I need reminders to know what to do next. And. Uh, so my parents gave me a lot of reminders. <laughs> so like when I was in middle school, my dad would wake me up every morning and tell me to do whatever I had to do. And eventually I got this. But did, they, but did he stop t reminding me? No. <laughs> he, yeah, and uh, so. I would always get really annoyed and, you know, I'm going to do it. You're, I, I was going to. You didn't have to remind me. But still, I wouldn't have done it, actually. <laughs> yeah. ADD. So. But I've gotten better at the whole morning routine thing now. Just not completely on the whole efficiency part, because up on the inner quest, during the inner quest when I was up on the mountain, it was, I still found out that I'm not that good at figuring out, okay, I have to do this now. Because 
when I was setting up my tent, I had put the poles and attached those to the tent and stuff, and then I'd uh, just sort of sit there for a minute or two. And then, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing something else now. So then I'd set up a tent, and I'd go inside to check out how it was, what it was like inside of there for about 20 minutes. And then I'd put the rain fly on. And uh, another thing that I've, yeah, so the, the reminders were really helpful, thanks. <laughs> and uh, another thing that I appreciate is that my mom jumped off the telephone pole, which she might have even done faster than me, I'm not sure. That was kind of up there for a while. And uh, another thing that the COMAT program has helped me do is understand my parents' point of view a bit more. Because when I, whenever something happens, I'm usually the last person to find out about it. Like, 10 minutes before it happens type thing. And uh, so, and I used to think that it would always be that they just kind of plan out these things and just completely forget about me. But it's also because I'm not always listening. <laughs> so, and I've started to realize that more now. So. No, I don't always jump to the conclusion that it's their fault, because these things just sort of happen, and I probably wouldn't have done any better. So I kind of accept, I accept everything rather than having like a fit about it or something like that. And um, so yeah, it, it gives me a lot more patience, like if I can see more of myself in them. And. Uh, I also, I don't speak that much, especially like when I don't have that much to say. Um, but when I am speaking, I'm a bit more confident about, about saying what's on my mind. And uh, one of the ways that I kind of need to take that into the future is because I kind of want to be in the film industry. And that kind of involves a lot of confidence or efficiency because then if you can't go fast and you don't look like you can do it, you can, what you're trying to do, then your like, production company won't really help you. So, thank you. The COAMAT program for me has been centered on my relationship with my parents. Um, to begin, I would like to thank my parents for three concrete items that I have witnessed over the course of this program. Firstly, I would like to thank you for listening, which I saw on the gender weekend, when my mom and I finally had a really meaningful talk, and I could really see in her eyes that she was listening to me. And secondly, I would like to thank you for being able to let me go. On the inner quest, I never thought the day would come when they would truly leave me alone on the top of a mountain. If, I mean, I was 100% alone up there. And I, I think like I might have done a little dance as I saw them walking away because I, I, was, I was so surprised that they had actually been able to let me go. And I'm really, truly thankful that that day did come and I felt as though it was a turning point in our relationship. And lastly, I would like to thank you for always being there for me. 
During this program, there was one memory that kept sticking out in my mind, and I can now see its significance. When I was in third grade, I had planned to run away. I made the plans, I gathered food, I bought a book on edible plants, I <laughs> planned out the perfect spot, and I had packed all of my bags, but I couldn't actually do it. I, I couldn't run away from home. And at that point in my life, we had fought a lot, but I found that that didn't really mean that they did not love me. I really couldn't go through with my plan because I knew that my parents truly had a deep love for me, and I couldn't ignore that. And in the years following my fa failed escape plan, I lost some of that realization. We were always fighting, and I was sure something like love had to be missing in our relationship. This program helped me rediscover the incredibly strong relationship underneath everything that I had with my parents, despite arguments or standoffs. This time, I'm determined not to lose that epiphany. Even though I'm going to leave for college someday, and there will be upsets between my parents and me going up to that point, I can't forget this tr tr truly strong bond that we have. Um, I think it's best for me to express this in a quote by Antoine de Saint-Exupéry in Le Petit France, which is, l'essentiel est invisible pour les yeux. Translated, this means the most essential things in life are invisible for the eyes. One of the most important things in my life, my relationship with my parents, might not always be visible, but it's certainly not something I can forget. Now that I found our foundation, I can build upon our relationship. Thank you. I'm Elena, and Dad, I know you're not able to be here physically, but I can still feel your presence in this room. I'd like to thank you for teaching me how to be really optimistic and to think of the glass being half full instead of half empty. Thank you for sharing your love of animals and kids with me. Thank you for teaching me to have fun in life and not being afraid to act too young for your age while still being grounded. Mom and Curran, I'd like to thank you for your support and willingness to be here when I need you. Thank you for giving me helpful advice and being willing to talk about mostly anything. Corinne, thank you for being willing to step in and parent when necessary and occasionally threatening to come home. <laughs> Mom, thank you for being open to this whole program and actually listening to me when I needed to be heard. I really appreciate you being able to accept help when need be. I learned many different things from this program. I learned that sometimes you just need to step back and take a break from everything and breathe. We shouldn't rush through everything we do. When I was up on that mountain all alone, I felt peaceful. There was nothing that needed to be done, and I didn't have to rush around so I could take my time and do what I wanted. Basically, I sat there and just watched the woods around me, listening to the birds and the other sounds of the forest. I also learned that I'm mentally strong and I can take control when I need to. I know now that you mainly have to do what you think needs to be done. I will strive to savor each moment and observe more of what's going on around me. Too many people go around not noticing what's happening in the world. Life is more fulfilling when you take breaks and take time to notice the little things.
I've learned a lot this year in Coamat. To start, one of the things that I appreciate most about my parents is the, throughout the Coamat program is their honesty. Being around people I'm comfortable with helps that a lot. The choices I make and or want to make are more open with its outcome. They want me to be independent, but help me at the same time. One of the appreciations that I have for Jeff is that he understands my life better now than he did before. When I was all alone on the mountain, I picked up his letter that he had gave to me. One of the pieces of advice that he had written was, know that you stand on a firm foundation of love and care as a member of our family, an adult member. So be bold in defining your adult self. Take chances and make mistakes. I will take this piece of advice wherever I go. One of the appreciations that I have for my mom is her time spent throughout Coamat helping me better understand what it's like becoming a woman and the bonding moments we had while doing it. At the gender weekend, we had a lot of group conversations about life and growing up. Some of the personal things she had shared with me that weekend were things I thought I'd never hear directly. While I knew most of the things my parents had been telling me, I never took the opportunity to stop myself from everyday activities to appreciate it. One of the things that I've learned about myself is that I shouldn't be so self-observed in everyday life and that I should take time once in a while to appreciate the world and my thoughts about it. During InterQuest, I had 16 hours to my thoughts. I spent a majority of that time thinking about my life and what I want to do with it and reflecting on the past. There was nothing there to distract me, like my computer or my cell phone, just a notebook or a pencil and the letters from my family. That helped me focus on my thoughts and made me more peaceful. peaceful. Justin. I often joke about my parents having given up on trying to restrain me, but when I really think about it, I notice how, in reality, they did quite the opposite. <coughs> Instead of giving up, they supported me and encouraged me to continue my adventures, but in the safest way possible. When I say adventures, I mean my love for anything that gives me an adrenaline rush. I'm a runner in cross country and track. I love kayaking, rock climbing, and parkour. Taking risks is a very important part of becoming an adult, and they help me, and still help me, to take these risks, learn from my mistakes, and grow stronger mentally and physically. They support me in every way imaginable, from coming to my races in the middle of nowhere to cheer me on for five and a half grueling minutes, to simply congratulating me on a good grade on a test. It may not seem like much congratulating me on my test grade, but I really like knowing that my, even my smallest of accomplishments will not go unnoticed. When I spent my night alone on the mountain, I really wanted to climb a tree. None of the trees were particularly good for climbing, but I pursued my goal nonetheless. I started climbing a tree, and about 15 feet off the ground, I noticed I was kind of stuck. Um, now, had I been around my parents or my family, I, they probably would have told me that it was a bad idea to not to, it was a bad idea to climb the tree in the first place. But alas, I was alone, and I had no one with good judgment to tell me not to climb the tree. <laughs> I won't have anyone not to tell me to climb the tree, the metaphorical tree as an adult, but my parents taught me to take risks, and, but to be smart about them. I thank my whole family for making my life great, by enabling me to be free, yet smart in my decisions. I know often parents restrict their children and don't let them learn from their mistakes, so I guess I'm really just thanking my parents for allowing me to make mistakes.
Hi everyone, I'm Josie. Um, and I'd like to talk a bit today about mistakes. In my life, it's been very hard for me to make mistakes. I'm a dancer and everything I do is extremely connected to my physical state of being. When I was young, making mistakes would actually cause pain sometimes. I would get in trouble with my parents, storm off and fall down or trip and bruise myself. I don't think I ever hurt myself on purpose. There really wasn't anything like that. And I didn't hurt myself with the intent of making my parents guilty. My anger and fear simply flowed out of my body and made me crash into a banister or fall over the stairs. So I grew up associating mistakes with pain. Somewhere along the line, that connection and association changed. It became a connection with emotional pain, the type of pain that's long-lasting and hard to mend. Because of that association, I was always terrified of making mistakes. I was scared of the pain they would cause me and the pain they would cause others, and I was scared that I wouldn't be able to mend that pain. However, I had an experience during this program that really changed the way I thought about mistakes. I was sitting in the car with my mom on the way back from the gender weekend. It was dark out and the hills were rolling by our windows and we started to talk. She told me a lot about her childhood and the mistakes her family and she had made. She's been through a lot of suffering and made many choices she later regretted, but she is the best mother and the best friend I could ask for. When I got home from the retreat, I also thought about my father, the mistakes he's made and the pain he's lived through. He's the best dad I could ever have, and I'll never forget him. In my um, sorry. <laughs> Over this program, I learned that pain, sorrow, and mistakes are three things that shape us as humans and teach us to live, love, and grow. My parents made mistakes but turned out great, which helped me realize that I can mess up too, but in the end, it'll be fine. So I guess I stand here today Thanking all of you, my parents, and myself for making mistakes, living a little, loving a little, and growing a lot. It's such an honor to hear from these young people, to hear the journeys that they have made in the last year hear about their discoveries and their challenges and their triumphs. I imagine that you share my pride in our teens, pride in their parents for traveling the journey with them, pride in our community for offering the kind of program that COAMAT represents. What I want to invite all of you now to do as you think about these teens' journeys is to imagine how they intersect with your own. Because just as their journeys are not over, so too ours continue. Peggy Gates, as we talked about and planned for this platform service, shared a wonderful phrase with me that I'd like to share with you. The idea that life is a continuous coming of age. So what age are you coming into now? What are you growing up to be, and what still lies ahead? I have found this to be true myself in parenthood, just as I think I have come of age as the parent of an infant, I find I am suddenly the parent of a toddler, and there are whole new ways of being I must learn. 
so too in my leadership here as I come of age in service to this community. And in some ways, a religious community comes of age itself, both as it grows and adds new members, also as it reinvents itself as it discovers new ways of engaging with the world around it. The teens who shared with us today have been equipped with some wonderful skills by the program, by their leaders. Skills that will help them to build relationships and navigate change throughout their lives. My advice to the teens then is to keep your skills sharp by using them as you continue through life and all the change that lies ahead. For the rest of us, this community is a place where we too can learn the skills to navigate our life's journey. As you've heard the teens articulate, at the heart, those skills are about relationships, about connection, about shared decision-making and coming into who we are. At their heart, they are not really skills at all, I think, but values, the core of our religious tradition here in the ethical culture movement. They tell us that each person is important, each child, each parent, each sibling, and that our hope comes in our work together. In other words, if life is a journey, it may be our companions that matter the most. I hope you find companions in each other, in our whole community, and in the world at large.